Okay, okay. Looks like we got a lot to talk about. Um, well, folks, welcome back to Movie Punditry. This is, um, you know, normally we, we come at you with our Mandalorian review, but we have much bigger news. Um, Mike, you want to tee it up? HBO, um, break this down for us because you are, you're the technician. You're the, you're the man that knows everything about everything. So we had we had talked about uh, I think in the last time we had talked about how HBO had decided that they were going to uh, do this weird hybrid release with Wonder Woman, where they are releasing it into a um, a theatrical and HBO Max window for uh, a month, and then it's going and then it's going to be exclusively on in theaters for a while. And then it's going to go to PVOD. And they had, at the time, they had come out and they had said, it's just this movie, it's just this one time. Well, less than less than two weeks later, they have announced that they are doing this with their entire 2021 slate. Every movie that's coming out in 2021, uh, they're going to do this. So that's, you know, that's Dune and that's The Matrix. And that's, I mean, it, it's, it's literally everything that they're putting out. Um, and the different, the big difference being is that they did when they did the, the Wonder Woman, uh, thing, they had done it in partnership with, um, with theater chains. They had gotten AMC on board and I think they had gotten Cinemark on board, um, before they announced it. This, they apparently did unilaterally. They also didn't tell the actors, the directors, the producers, they didn't tell anybody. nobody, nobody. Yeah, and so the movies, I mean, the movies we're looking at, we're looking at uh, The Suicide Squad, we're looking at Dune, we're looking at uh, The Heights, Matrix 4, Matrix 4, Space Jam, Godzilla vs. King Kong, Judas and the Black Messiah, and The Heights. I mean, this is a big slate of movies, and they're just going to dump these things in HBO Max for a month uh, from Jump, yeah. What was your reaction? So, because I, I I had sent it to you, what, what was your thought process? Yeah, I had actually read it um, like a few minutes before you sent it to me, and I was kind of stunned about it. I mean, it, this is literally this is stunning that a studio would do this one with their entire year. I mean, we don't know what things are going to be like in September, um, but that they would they would commit to doing this in, to their entire slate of movies. That they would do it without getting the exhibitors behind them. F- apparently, there were people in 
in Warner Brothers or in in AT in Warner Media that didn't even know about this. Ooh, yeah, this was just this was just kind of boom. Here, here you go. You know, it was almost like I was waiting for the tweet to get retracted, and it didn't. I love it. I like it. I love it. You've heard me for for months now say I don't care for the movie theaters. Uh, I'm already getting ready to open Delplex uh, Cinemas in my basement. Trying to get a brand new TV, brand new sound bar, new couch, uh, soundproof the walls, get some better acoustics. My thing with going to the movies, ever since the shooting happened, I think it was when The Dark Knight came out, right? Or Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I think it was The Dark Knight Rises. That, and you have these incidents. And I'm not a person who's scared of the world. But, look, man, if I can reduce the possibility of something crazy happening, I'm all for it. Also, I don't want to sit next to people. I'll never forget, I went to go see um, Civil War. I picked the earliest showtime possible. The theater is empty except for three other people. And a guy that looks exactly like comic book guy from, from The Simpsons comes and sits directly next to me. I look at him, I'm like, you don't see all these other seats in the movie theaters? And I just got to be moved. And he looked at me like, I, I did something wrong. So I'm cool with staying in the house and watching this stuff. This is great for me. Yeah, I, I don't, it's not even that I mind people sitting next to me because like the theaters that we go to, you're in these big lounges anyway and you're not like up against people. But it's when, it's the people have like all of a sudden in the last few years have this idea in their head that they don't need to not talk during a movie. Or not check their cell phone or whatever, you know. It you know I, I I remember going to and it was a few years ago obviously, but I remember going to Age of Ultron and the dude behind me was literally explaining the entire movie to his girlfriend the entire time oh, in the context of the larger MCU. Like she had never seen an MCU movie, so he decided that he was gonna like give a running commentary track as the whole movie's going on. And I finally had to turn around to him like, "Are you kidding me right now?" You know, you need to stop what you're doing because I paid ten bucks too. So, shut up. It was just you know, you know, or people like checking their checking their Instagram feeds like during the middle of a movie, like full brightness on their phone. It's like, come on, get out of here. So AMC's response was, "We are," and I'm paraphrasing here. Warner Brothers isn't going to do this at our expense. We're going to protect ourselves. <clears throat> What recourse do they have? Is there anything they can do? Uh, what can they... I mean, yeah, can they refuse to show Warner Brothers the movies? Absolutely. Is AMC going to do that? AMC's like on one one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel right now. You know, is AMC really going to turn down, you know, tentpole movies from Warner Brothers? No. Are they going to say that we don't want the Suicide Squad? We don't want Dune? We don't want, you know... All, we don't want Congress's Godzilla. No, they're not going to say that. You know, they're going to they're going to scream about it. They're going to whine about it, and they'll probably either Warner Brothers is going to walk this back, which I would not be surprised if they do. Or you really think so? You know, there's negotiation going on. Well, I mean, they said they were only going to do it with Wonder Woman, and two weeks later they have a completely different. They completely did an about face. So. I, I, forgive me for not trusting them right now, but 
I'm sure there's going to be some negotiations on what the revenue sharing is going to look like in this whole thing. Supposedly, AMC got some money from Wonder Woman's PVOD when it happens in March. They're getting some of that revenue, you know. So, but obviously, Warner's not going to do that with every theater chain, you know. the The real problem with this is not is not going to be the big chains. I don't think it's going to be the independents. Because they're not going to have a seat at the table to really leverage Warner Brothers. You know, Warner Brothers, if they're committed to this, you know, Warner Brothers will care if AMC decides that they don't want to show their movies. But they don't care if, like, Joe's Movie Theater in Winneka, Oklahoma decides they're not connected. (laughs) Exactly. You know, so, I mean, I think this thing is still going to shake up a little bit, but... um, you know, like we said last time, you know, Warner's trying something. And I obviously they don't have confidence the theaters are going to come back in 2021. And they're using this as an opportunity to leverage their their new product and and get drive people into HBO Max. The other thing you mentioned is that these tentpole movies provide funding for other films without so now with, you know, you're not going to make the money on streaming that you would from putting these things in the theaters. Do you see a smaller... Uh, do we see less movies from Warner Brothers over the next couple of years until they can start to recoup these funds? I think you might. You might see some of these smaller projects um, and some of the vanity projects and those kind of things get kind of pushed back or find alternative funding. I think that, you know, I don't know if Warner's trying to change the landscape. Um, you know, as you look as you look at this slate of movies, there's probably not a billion dollar movie in this whole slate anyway. You don't think the nostalgia from the Matrix Four would get people? <sighs> I don't think it's gonna get that many people. Channels on a roll right now. Well, I mean that's true, but you know, sometimes these it it depends on how good it is. But you know, sometimes these kind of really late sequels. I'm looking at you, Kingdom Skull. Uh, oh, man. Skull. You know, sometimes these really late sequels don't really do all that well. Um, I mean, some of these movies will make some money. I mean, you know, Matrix will probably make seven, $800 million. You know, Dune will probably make, if it's as good as it supposedly is, it'll probably make seven or $800 million, you know, in a normal year. Um, Suicide Squad is always good for probably six, seven hundred million dollars, you know, Kong versus God. I mean, there's some big films in here, but there's no, you know, there's no Justice League. There's no, you know what I'm saying? There's like no Aquaman. There's no, you know, one of those big, huge things that's going to, you know, set the world on fire. Um, You know, unless Dune is is as good as everybody says it is. Um, The other thing I saw is that Block Adam if it ever happens. It's never coming out. It's, it's never come out. The the COVID was the perfect excuse for him to dump this movie and run. Um, They have to go back and renegotiate with some of these actors and actresses because I guess, and, and you will know this better than I do, they're guaranteed a portion of ticket sales. I don't, I don't know if that's the right phrasing for it. Then there's like downside guarantees and things like that. Well, now you've basically said... You know, you 
it's going off stream, it's going to theaters. So the opportunity to make that money is there. How do you provide? You have to provide that fund somewhere else because it's in the contract, right? Well, I mean, I'm sure they, I'm sure they have that figured out at some point or another. Um, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe they looked at the slate and go and said that you know nobody really has any points in the slate. Well, I saw that you know? Gal Gadot. They already renegotiated her contract, right? But I don't. But going forward, I don't know what's going to happen. I saw that there were agents. I know they contacted the the CAA and the other agencies, and they're like, "We're going to have to talk to you know your folks because things are going to be a little bit different this year." And right. Tighten this belt a little bit. Yeah. So maybe maybe they're looking. They're making a payment in lieu of points for for actors who have back end on it. Um, you know, th- those back end deals can be very lucrative. Um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. very um, famously had a huge back end deal with Iron Man, um, and it, he made out like a killer with it. Uh, so, you know, these back end deals, these deals on points, and basically what that means is they get a share of the revenue. And if a movie takes off big, then they they can get a really big payday. Um, obviously, with the revenue being down because how do you count streaming revenue yeah and you know the vod is not uh, not going to make it up um i mean you still have overseas you still have you still have some you know there are people who are going to go see these movies oh yeah they're even if they're available on hbo especially some of the bigger movies you know there 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 are people that will go see you know dune or kong or suicide squad you know or matrix in a movie theater because it's a different experience. So, I mean, it'll make some money. And then plus you have overseas audiences and things like that. So, I mean, they'll, they'll make money. But they won't make the money that they, you know, would make as far as box office goes. And don't forget there's going to be less of a share of, uh, you know, the revenue splits are going to be different. So, who knows what it's going to look like. It's an interesting experiment, I suppose. Now, I know your Dune fan is highly anticipated for you. Are you still going to venture out to the theater and see it? To see to see what? To see Dune. Um. Well, I will definitely watch it the night it drops. I mean, it's not till December, <laughs> right, or November. You know, I will definitely watch it the night it drops on HBO. Um, and if it's good, then I I think. You know, I think it, that's one of the movies that will get me out into uh, into theater um, to go see it. I mean, you know, Denny Villeneuve makes amazing films. And, you know, if this film is as gorgeous as everybody is saying it's going to be, then I will be very interested in seeing that. I may be interested in seeing The Matrix. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, Dune is probably the one film that will get me out. Will you be doing anything special now that you're gonna have these re- these releases at home? You're gonna set the mood, get the popcorn to make it feel like you're in the theater, or nah, I'm just kicking back like it's a Netflix. Yeah, probably just kick back. I mean, you know, we may have, you know, I mean, a lot of these movies aren't family movies yeah. necessarily, but um, you know, I mean, we may, you know, do a family night or something like that, and we'll watch Suicide Squad or we'll watch, you know whatever's coming out, but um, 
for the most part, it'll probably just be, you know, just kicking back. You know, the nice part about them is you can pause them. You know? Watch it again. Snack, it's just done. Watch it again. Rewind it. You know? Oh, I got to see that again. I mean, I like to I like to watch stuff once through and then then get in down into the into the details of it. But uh, you know, it's I mean, it's gonna be interesting. It's five dollar every night at the Dell Plex Cinemas, folks. And who have the reclining seats? If you're inviting people over to your house, and I don't know if I want to come, you know, that's the same as being in a movie. No, 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 no. You got to be on a friends and family list and show up with a po- uh, negative COVID <laughs> test within the last three days. <laughs> Vaccinated, you don't got to wear a mask. Work. There you go. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm really looking forward to watching Judas and the Black Messiah. Like that, that was the one of, of all their movies I was looking forward to the most, and I can't wait to see that. And I think you know we've talked about this. This Christmas is going to be really special. I mean, it's Christmas, but you got Soul, you got Wonder Woman. Is it wasn't there something else dropping on Christmas as well? Um, wasn't there, there was a movie, there was like a Netflix movie that we were talking about. Uh, the George Clooney one, right? I think that was Christmas yeah. Eve. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Something you, Sky. I think, th- I'm not saying this is the future. Movie theaters are not going away entirely. Um, I think they're going to take on different experiences, but I think this is going to be cool. You know, being able to set some dates, look at the count, like, oh, this is coming out. Like, can't wait to let's, let's all get home on time and watch this together. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to change the way we, we view some things. Um, anything on this before we move on to the next uh, topic? No, no, I think we've covered that. Um, before we get to Mondo, we will talk about uh, Miss Letitia uh, and Twitter and celebrities and Twitter. So she hopped on Twitter, what, Friday night? Was it? Yeah. She yeah made- well, I mean, apparently it wasn't. Her first time, but it was really. Oh no, no, it wasn't. It it was really kind of what got noticed was she retweeted um, some guy's video, some guy's anti-vaxxing conspiracy video, and um, uh, folks, yeah. we've for the most part. She she also she also tweeted something that they should. She like liked a, or tweeted a cancel Black Panther two hashtag or something. Some people don't like money, I guess. I guess they don't. Um, folks, we essentially eradicated polio, measles. This... If you don't believe that vaccines yeah. work, maybe don't say nothing. Or, or talk amongst yourselves, your friends. And if you want to get on social media, cool. Maybe it's, it's your social media. Maybe talk to your agent or your peer people. But if you are about to possibly have the lead role in a billion dollar franchise maybe you don't hop on twitter and say crazy stuff just maybe as the young folks say secure the bag keep your mouth shut or wait till you are a big enough star that you're teflon and it doesn't matter she's not there yet any issue was you still should just just relax we're in the middle of a pandemic I, I am for one think all these people, most of these people, unless you're really informed what you're talking about, should have like when you hit send, your agent should get to see the tweet, and then they give you the thumbs up or thumbs down if that gets sent. Because we've seen this far too many times. People hop on and say something crazy, and I don't believe in such thing as cancel culture. Because 
it's not real. Folks, folks say wild stuff all the time. Do wild stuff all the time, unless you do something incredibly heinous, and even sometimes then you still be all right. She'll be fine. But I think this was a lesson for her. And then I saw her talk about, oh, I felt bullied. No, you didn't. You, you weren't bullied. You said something foolish, and you got corrected, and you didn't know how to take it. Just, it's insane, man. And this movie's supposed to start filming. This supposed to start shooting in July, right? Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I don't know what that whole cancel Black Panther two thing is. I don't know if she's unhappy with her role. I don't know. You know, is she? You know, I hate to say. You know, I'm not saying it, but is like, is, was she thinking she was going to get a bigger role in it, and she's not? And from what was she thinking they were going to make her the lead, and they're not making her the lead? Because remember, they just said she's going to have an expanded role. Not that she's going to be taking over or she's going to be in the lead. From what I saw, it was like a person, like in response to, in like to the tweet before, was talking about how look, maybe we just leave it as this was one movie and it's a memory to Chadwick. So I think that's how she took it because she's talked a lot about how she believes God told her that that was her brother and how she loves him dearly. Um, so I'm gonna. Leaning aside and giving her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she thought of it that way. But then again, I'm not in her head. I don't know. Because I I don't know. Like I said, I'm not in her head. I don't know. You would think you'd be happy that you got a bigger role. Because I'm pretty sure you it wasn't. Think so. I mean, really, who knew who Lutetia Red was before Black Panther came out? Just her and her family. And then she, did, uh, she just did the thing with um, John Boyega and Steve McQueen. So things are looking out like they're on the up and up. Yeah, I mean, I think she was starting to put together a good career, um, or at least the possibility one. And <laughs> this is not going to help. I think she'll be okay in the long run. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, there's noise floating around again, apparently, about a Cara Dune series. That you know, I know they canceled it, but apparently that it's not. They've canceled it. They're not moving forward with it at this point, but apparently it's not completely out the window. And if she's fine, Letitia will be fine. Yeah. Because she has said some cuckoo crazy stuff. Speaking of Cara Dune, the tragedy. So let's see. This run started with, I want to say what, two episodes ago? Uh, the heiress. Yeah, the heiress. And it seems like they're just building to what's going to be an awesome crescendo. And I don't want to get into this thing of, well, was this the best episode so far? But they're on fire over there. In, in the history of, of television, I don't remember too many series having this good of a run. Like, just being just such high quality. Like, the writing, the acting, the pacing, everything has been on point. And I'm going to let you take the lead on this episode because you are the, the, the Jedi Master. What what happened? Well, I mean, for one, at least, at least in, you know, you, you know for a fact that I've never been the biggest Boba Fett fan. Yep. Um, I've always been the guy who's been like, why do people like Boba Fett? Boba Fett is a punk. <laughs> he just, you know, yeah. he didn't, you know, he didn't do anything in the movies. He... You know, he ooh, he tracked the Millennium Falcon when their hyperdrive was broken and then called Invader and then basically got taken out by getting hit with a stick 
You know, I mean, this is supposed to be the most badass bounty hunter in the galaxy, and a blind guy with a stick takes him out. So, <laughs> you know, I was never much impressed with Boba Fett. That forget that. That's over. Yeah. Um. This was, uh, yeah, they. You know, Tamar Morrison and Robert Rodriguez have put together a reason why Boba Fett is badass, and. Uh, you know, this was this was just a great showcase of him just smashing skulls and stabbing people and just just going crazy. You know, he, um, he finally lived up to the hype. He did. He finally lived up to the hype, and you know, it was great to see Fennec back. You know, you know, uh, Mingna is she's fantastic, and you know, to see her in there, and they just they just put. They just put a great thing together, and not only that, but I think it was it was great in the lore. You know, the fact that they they bring him to the seeing, they bring you know Grogu to the seeing stone, and they put him on there, and something actually happens. Yeah, you know, and you know this, and but there's this awesome action set piece, and and this was I think this was the shortest episode of the season. It didn't like feel short 30, to me. Thirty-two minutes, but it didn't feel. It was just like you were just on the edge of your seat the whole time. I mean, I watched it twice, like back to back. You know, it was just really, it was just really great. And those dark troopers were excellent. You know, they did a good job with those. Um, they just really just kind of did a whole. Uh, a great job altogether, just really pulling a lot of stuff together and opening doors for things. And that's what I love that these last few episodes have done. They've continued to push the narrative, but also open these doors along the way that are going to lead to something else, whether if it pays off this season, next season, or three seasons from now. And at the same time, forced me to be like, yo, I need to go back and watch Rebels and Clone Wars. And it's given people to read. Like I saw um, this one guy I follow on Twitter, uh, Dow P sixty six. He was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go sit down and watch all of Rebels and all of Clone Wars to make sure I know exactly what's going on and I'm not in the dark." And yeah, I'll- this 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 stuff. What we're seeing now really kind of, I would say, Rebels is more important. Um, it's also shorter. It's only four seasons, but. I would say that if you haven't watched either one of those, maybe, you know, jump in and watch Rebels because I think not only is it significant to what you've seen so far, um, but I think that it will become more significant as time goes on. I think we're going to see more. But, and, but, but Rebels touches enough on the lore of the Mandalorians, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka Tano, the Darksaber... Um, like all of that lore is is in there in those four seasons. So I'm excited to see where this goes. And I see the rumors, and you know, we don't never do that. Well, what, is this gonna happen? happen? This has got to be the perfect opening to bring back Ezra, right? Because he did, we never see him die. No, Ezra doesn't die. Um, you know, at the end of Rebels. Uh, there's a there's a sequence where um, Grand Admiral Thrawn is about to, you know, destroy this world, and and Ezra like 
takes him and basically I won't get into how, but he basically they make this completely blind hyperspace jump and uh, with the whole fleet. And so they're gone. They've disappeared. And, you know, there's this coda at the end of it where Ahsoka shows up with this other character, Sabine, and they just and it's like they're gonna go look for Ezra now. Um and the interesting part is Dave Filoni came out this week because people were People were going, well, did, did Ahsoka, does that mean Ahsoka found him? And now, the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, basically what Dave Filoni said was, you don't know when that scene happened. Ooh. That was just, that was just a scene, you know? It was just showed as being sometime later. You don't know when that happened. So we don't know if that, you know, that 10-second scene of Ahsoka showing up and Sabine, her and Sabine going to find Ezra, we don't know if that happened before The Mandalorian, after The Mandalorian. You know, I think everybody assumed that it happened before, but maybe it happened after. Maybe it hasn't happened yet. You know, and this sits in the middle of that, so. Something I was thinking yeah, about. Kind of, this is after maybe Jedi. Happened, maybe it happens during this. Maybe we see Sabine Wren at some point. This happens after Return of the Jedi. Right, a couple years they're, after Jedi. They're, you know, doing trying to do something Force-sensitive. Is there a chance that this is leads into um, The Force Awakens and then that whole let's create Snoke and Palpatine has a secret base somewhere? I think absolutely it does. Oh. I mean, so so basically you've got you've got Gideon who's trying to create, you know, beings with the force that, you know, basically clones or artificial beings that are force sensitive, which turns out that's what Snoke was. You know, he's a force sensitive clone or force sensitive, you know, artificial person or whatever. So, yeah, this could definitely dovetail into that. Yeah, and possibly try to redeem JJ along the way. Um, well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> How many episodes do we have left? I think there's two left this season. Okay. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited. I like where this is going. I like the kids finally got a name. I like the scene where he's tossing around the, the stormtroopers, and we got to see what he can do. It's good. This this show is. She's exceeded my expectations that I ever had for it. Because I didn't expect much of it. But to be this good, like, and then not to be a prisoner moment, but this is going to go down as some of the best television. Because it's not just good Star Wars stuff. It's good television. Right. Oh, it's definitely, it's, it's, yeah, it's good television. I mean, if, if, if I had a complaint about it, it would be that it's almost a little too tropey with this whole, you know, Din needs something. He needs help from somebody so that somebody makes him go on another quest to yeah. help them to get him his next step on his journey. You know, it's like almost every episode is that. It's video gamey. Yeah, it's, it is. It's very side quest, very, you know, next level, you know, complete this level, do the side quest, get the prize that unlocks the next level. It's, it's, you know, and it's, it's 
which is also that kind of man with no name Western, you know, trope. But you know, almost every episode is that. Um, this one was this one was slightly different from that. Mm-hmm. You know, this one was like, these guys are coming to help him. You know, not necessarily because they need anything, although. You know, there there still was the deal about you help me do this, I'll help you do this, and you give me my armor, or blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. You know, but, I mean, the, you know, there's definitely this kind of Thanos getting the last stone vibe when Boba Fett showed up with his armor on, you know? And, th- and that was definitely a good scene to see. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, Any more thoughts on The Mandalorian? Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on The Mandalorian, but, you know, I think we've covered this episode pretty well. Um, you know, I, I don't want to overdo it. Um, also, our boy Oscar Isaac has signed on to play Solid Snake in a Metal Gear Solid movie. Um, I am very excited about that. I know that they have not gotten the video game right. As it, it's not, it hasn't been as good as it was when it was on the PS2 and PS1, but I'm excited to see him play that role. And I think if done right, they could have a franchise on their hands. I, you know, f- forgive me, but I find it hard to get excited over a video game movie because I think I've yet to see a really good one. Somebody did one not too long ago. Um, no, because if it was good, I'd remember it. Yeah. I mean, you know, Warcraft should have been good and it definitely wasn't because um, there's a lot of potential there. Assassin's Creed should have been good. Oh, that should have been incredible. Was it? You know, every time every time I get my hopes up, I get let down. I think I think about the only video game movie that I've that I've really liked in the last ten years is probably, and 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 not that I think it's really amazing, but I didn't dislike it is Ready Player One, which isn't really a video game movie. It's like an all video games movie. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil should have been good and I'm glad they're rebooting it and making it a lot closer to the source material than whatever it was that we got from well I think I think they just they just played that out way too I mean we'll just, you know it's like seems like every three weeks there's a new Resident Evil movie coming out yeah uh, hopefully they get this right this supposedly there's a Halo TV series movie in development forever I don't think we're ever getting that um yeah, you're right. They don't have a really good track record, but yeah, Need for Speed was, <sighs> that was really bad. awful. Hey, look, you yeah, know what? Doom Doom was really awful. Was bad. As long as it's not as bad as um Apocalypse, Oscar Isaac would be okay. I don't think anything would be that bad. So we're already ahead of the curve. We're, it's already it's already in the plus column. It's already a success. Anything you want to touch on before we get out of here? What's that? Anything you want to t- else you want to touch on? Um, I don't think so. No, I mean I think we've we've pretty much touched on everything that we wanted to touch on. Um, our Christmas episode is still coming, folks. We'll be going through yeah, our. We're working on that. We're working on that one. Favorite Christmas movies should be dropping the week of, of Christmas. Um, we'll also be back with more Mandalorian, and then yeah, we, we still got two. We still got two more weeks of that. So, and we will have our reviews of Wonder Woman and Soul, 
in that George Clooney movie, uh, some probably that weekend of Christmas as they all drop on Christmas Day. So yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a busy week. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm usually talking about movie punditry business slowing down. But thank you to Warner Media because looks like business is gonna be picking up. Absolutely, we're getting some uh, day one reviews. Yes, 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 yes. Um, folks, I'm I'm Rand. And I'm and I'm Mike. Um, I just want to take a minute, though. I do want to like if you were listening to this, I want to thank you. Um, you know, we really do appreciate you guys. We really do appreciate whoever's uh, you know our, who's listening to this. You know, the listen counts have been going up steadily, um, and we appreciate that. So you know, do us a favor. Just you know, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, just mention it to somebody or or share a link. Um, you know, we always post the links on Twitter and on Facebook. So. You know, just share it and say, hey, this was a good show. You know, maybe somebody else would enjoy it if somebody that you know, um, you know, leave us a review or leave us a comment or something um, because that helps people find us. And, uh, you know, we're coming we're coming at the end of our second year. And, you know, we've, we've appreciated everybody who's, who's come to listen. And uh, hopefully, you know, we've all had a rough year or so. Hopefully next year will be better in a lot of ways. Also, if you listen to us through the Anchor app or you know about the Anchor app or the website, you can leave us voicemails and you can ask us questions, leave comments, feedback. I don't know, maybe you got a trivia question or you just want to say something about a movie you like that you, you want to hear us talk about. So check us out on the Anchor app or the Anchor website. Yes. All right. Thank you for listening, folks. And enjoy your week. Uh, wash your hands and wash your butt. Peace out.